blessed assurance. Greetings in Jesus' name. The message you are about Jesus to listen to is brought to you from Impact Church, located along Parker Road at Polvi House, third floor, Westlands, Nairobi. Our vision is to be a church for those tired of business as usual. You can contact us on plus 254-710-640-240. For further details, visit our social media pages, Impact Church KE1. The kingdom of God is not a matter of words, but power. Welcome to a life-transforming message by Pastor Andrew Mutan. work with God in school, people will look at you like, this is another person who doesn't want to enjoy life and is boring and is... So there's a reproach to it. There is a mockery to it. But if you begin to, to, to if you're able to weigh, how was he able to weigh that? Bible says he looked to the reward. For every price there is a prize. For every price, there is a prize. But sometimes we want shortcuts. And, and we don't want to pay the price. We don't want to be mocked. We don't want to be ashamed. We don't want people to laugh at us. Well, that's why a lot of people struggle preaching. Because they, they're like, what if I preach and people laugh at me? Or what if people reject me? When you understand that there is nothing as important as the love of Christ, then you begin to reach out to people and share with them the love of Christ. Number four, the last decision that he made, verse 27, he forsook. Verse 27, please. The Bible says, by faith he forsook. So, he didn't stop at refusing. What did he do? He started with, with, actually there are five decisions he made. Number one was, he refused. Number two, he chose to suffer. Number three, he esteemed. Number four, oh, this scripture is not coming. He forsook. And finally, he endured. Okay? So, he refused chose to suffer he esteemed the riches of Christ he forsook forsook means you walk away it is not easy to walk away from a relationship for example when you know this is not the right relationship I'm not supposed to be here it's not easy to walk away it's not easy to walk away from money you know, that's why, uh, you know, there's a lot of corruption in our country and a lot of bribes. Why? Because it's not easy when you have been offered something to say no. Forsaking. It is not easy. It takes faith. Amen? For you to look at Egypt with all its riches. And you say, bye-bye, Egypt. It was a choice that he made that confined him to a wilderness for 40 years. Were there days he may have regretted? I think so. Because he was human. 
I'm sure there are days he must have been in this wilderness and be like, man, what was I thinking? You know, I'm here in a wilderness. All those servants. I can you imagine 40 years? You just do like this and people will just run and bring the fruits and the cakes and everything. What you need and what you don't even need. I'm told that's how kings live. I mean, they will make their tables full. That's the joy of being a king. They put everything full that you would Every day is a feast. And, and you grow up in that kind of where there's everything and now you are in a wilderness for 40 years. And he's, he's wondering. But it had taken forsaking. I don't know how many of you are saying, I, I believe that loving Jesus is worth it. That I can't forsake all. You know, it's amazing because the disciples, the Bible says, immediately they left everything and followed him. Immediately they left all. It is not easy. It takes commitment. So he forsook Egypt, not fearing the wrath of the king, and then he endured. Unless you know what God has called you to do and you have that passion because it takes passion for you to keep moving even when there is opposition. It takes passion for you to keep saying, I believe God is going to come through for me. You know, I, I believe every day Moses was in that wilderness. He was crying out to God. You know, the Bible doesn't tell us that, but I believe for 40 years, he must have been saying, God, you showed me something. There is something that I, I have been seeing. I've been seeing what is invisible, but now I'm living in a dry land. I'm living in a place where there is nothing. When are you going to come up? And then now we move to where we started off last week. God leads him by the backside. Amen? And we say that for every wilderness... There is a backside. God has a way. He says there is no temptation that will come against you. But the, what he has given you grace. And God will always make a way of escape. I pray in the name of Jesus. That God will open your eyes. To see your backside. To see that place that you have never seen. Yet it has always been there. God opened his eyes and he was able to lead them and then he ended up on the mountain of the Lord. And, and the Bible says when he was at the mountain of the Lord, there was a bush burning. It was burning with fire, but it was not being consumed. You know, our God is a consuming fire. I think one of the problems that we have in church today is we have uh, what I call a truncated gospel, kind of a half gospel. We, we believe that God is a God of love, but we forget that God is also a God of wrath. He's a God of mercy, but he's also a God of judgment. He gives mercy to those who love him to a thousand generations, but says by, by no means will he spare the wicked. He still causes their sin to the, I mean, punishes them to the fourth generation. So, as we talk about the love of God, we must remember that our God is a God of wrath. He's a God who loves us so much. 
He doesn't want us to die in sin. That's why he provided Jesus Christ. That if we accept Jesus, then we will escape the wrath of God. But if we do not, then we fall into the wrath of God. He's a God of grace. So much grace. But at the same time, he's also a holy God. So, he says... For, because you in your own strength as human beings cannot attain to my holiness, that's why I've made provision. And that provision is called grace. Amen? Uh, Titus 2.11 says, For the grace of God has appeared unto all men, teaching us to say no to ungodliness and all worldly lusts and to live for the grace of God. Can we read it together? For the grace of God. For the grace of God has appeared unto what does that grace teach us? It teaches us, continue, teaching us, oh please, please, teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lust, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present age. So, God knew that we cannot be holy as he is holy. And so he gave us grace. Grace teaches us. I like a version. I don't know which version. It is. I think it's the NIV. It says, it teaches us to say no. Yes, it teaches us to say, it's right there, to say no to ungodliness and worldly passions and to live self-controlled, upright, and godly lives in this present age. So, when we receive the grace of God, we can overcome. You know, every time I think about Lot, how did Lot's, how were Lot's daughters virgins in Sodom and Gomorrah? I mean, it was so wicked. But the Bible says the daughters of Lot were virgin. May our children be preserved in Jesus' name. I said, may we be preserved even in, a, in an era where there is so much bombardment. There's all this LBG, whatever. Q plus 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 but we will still be able to remain living self-controlled upright and godly lives in Jesus mighty name so the wilderness experience for Moses was an experience where God was baptized it was a baptism of fire it was a baptism of it was really a baptism of fire. God begins to change him. And I believe for some of us, we are in a place, in a, in a kind of wilderness. For some of you, it may be a financial wilderness. For some of you, it may be a wilderness where you just feel dry. You cannot even hear the voice of God. For some of you, God can just cut you off from certain people and certain things. And it is painful. Every time there is a pruning 
You, you expect things to happen and they don't happen. You've been praying, believing God for a long time and it hasn't happened. And, and, and you've gone around this wilderness. But God is saying there is a new way I want you to know me. Moses had never known God in this dimension. He had never understood God as a consuming fire. He had never... That's what I said, that he looks at the, at the burning bush and he was surprised he's not burning and he turns around to see. And I like what the Bible says. It says, when God saw that he turned around to see. Isn't it amazing that your response, God is interested in your response. God was doing this to catch Moses' attention. And, and, and it is when Moses turned around to see that now God calls him. And, and I realize many times God is pulling, God is calling us. You know, God, God presents us. You know, it's amazing how the Bible says that God even sometimes lavishes his goodness upon us just so we can know him. But a lot of people just take things for granted. You know, people die. People are sick. People, but somehow you're protected. That is called the goodness of the Lord. Amen? So God reveals himself as a God of fire. And yes, this is a time for us to remember that our God is a God of fire. He likes the fire. He does not want us to be hot or cold. Bible says, neither hot nor cold. Bible says, when we are neither hot nor cold, we cause him to have a stomach problem. You know that scripture? It says, if you are neither hot nor cold... You, you cause me problems. It says, I would rather you are either cold or hot. I believe God is raising a generation that is going to be on fire for God. I said, I believe God is raising you to be on fire for God. To be someone that is going to impact your generation. To be someone that is going to take a stand for God. And everybody else is moving away. You will say, I am on fire for God. There is a passion burning within me. You know, Jeremiah says in the book of Jeremiah chapter 20 and verse 9. says, I had come to, he had come to a place. I don't know what he was going through. But he was discouraged. He was going through a hard time. The Bible says, he says these words. He says, I, 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 but I, if I say, I will mention, not mention his name. He had come to his point where he's like, I, I should stop even preaching about this God. I should stop talking about this God. He says, if I, I will not mention or speak anymore in his name. But he says, but his word is in my heart like a fire. A fire shut up in my bones oh hallelujah i pray that god will set you on fire oh only one person believes that i said i pray that god will set you on fire 
that you will have no choice but seek God. You will have no choice but pray, but talk about the goodness of the Lord, but preach the gospel to the lost, that there will be something stirred up in you, that even when you feel like you, you're going through a hard time, you still say, I believe my Redeemer lives. I know he's faithful. He will come. He will help me. He will show up for me. I will not give up. I will not give in. I will not give over the purposes of God. I will not throw away the confidence because I know there is recompense for reward. I know God will come through for me. It may be a season of pain. It may be a season of a wilderness. But like Paul, I believe that my present sufferings cannot be compared they are not worthy compared to the glory that is about to be revealed in my life. People who saw me go down, they are about to watch me rise in Jesus' mighty name. Those who thought it is over, they are going to realize it's not yet over. Because God has not forsaken me yet. I'm, not, I'm just going through the wilderness. But I'm not going to die in the wilderness. He has allowed me to go through this season. I may not understand it. And that's why we talked about Job. Spoke those words. says, I, I look to the right. I cannot see him. And I turn to the left. Job 22 verse 8. And I cannot even hear his voice. But he knows the way that I take. And when I come out, I shall be refined like gold. When I come out of this fire, when I come out of this season, there is something. My story is not over yet. Don't laugh at me. Don't look down on me. Micah 7 verse 7. Micah said, do not gloat over me, my enemy. When I fall, I shall rise. When, I, when I'm sitting in darkness, the Lord shall be my light. Are there a people in this place that you're saying, I know God is coming for me i know god is going to help me i'm not about to give up praying the wilderness may have been long but i know he's faithful now god reveals himself to moses and says moses there are four things we're going to look at and i'll be done god reveals himself to moses in four ways he says moses i have been preparing you I have been calling you. I, I have kept you in this place because I wanted you to be the deliverer. I don't know how many of you realize that you're not here by accident. That there is nothing about your life that is a mistake. God planned everything to the detail. Where, even where you were born. Even, even your parents. Even where he's placed you. And even some of the things that you've... Sometimes we go through things because of our own mistakes. Our own sin. Our own decisions. But God says when you love me. When you're called according to my purpose. I will make all things. Oh glory to God. I will make all things work together for your good. So God tells Moses, says, Moses, I called you. Let's go now to verse 5. He says, now God begins to reveal, says, Moses, first of all, you cannot come near here. Because this is holy ground. Take off your shoes. Because this is 
holy ground. And, and, and Moses is still, of course, he takes us off his foot. The Bible says he, 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 he bows down and now God begins to speak to him. Verse 7, there are four things. Numbers says, someone says, I am the God who sees. It says, I have seen. Tell your neighbor, God says, I have seen. He is the God who sees. There is nothing that you have ever been through that God has not seen. Oh, hallelujah. He says, I have seen. I have seen the oppression. I have been crying out for some years. I've had a burden, a big burden for Africa. And I've just been crying out. I say, God, enough is enough. We've been through so much oppression. You know, we, 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 we've, we've seen young men and young women die on the seas trying to cross into Europe. You know, and they, they, their boats capsize. And some of them, I remember, actually, I was, at that time, I was in Istanbul, Turkey. And at a particular hotel where I was, I had, I had uh, breakfast with a young man who had come to Europe. And he had actually come through that Mediterranean. And he told me tales of what they went through. He was coming from Mali. And they were first taken to Libya. And, and they were, the way they were treated, they literally were being sold as slaves. And, and, and I mean, I had never thought I would actually be seated face to face with someone who had such a story. And, and he said the way they would survive if you don't have the money, because you would pay some money to be taken. But if you get there and they would tell maybe to make sure that people send more money, you don't have the money, you're treated like a slave. Some people died in those dungeons. The few who were able to make it were taken now to go in those boats to cross the sea. Very difficult. It says, even that path, many died. But it says, somehow they survived. They got to Europe, thinking now it's going to be easy. They were placed in camps. And, and, and some of them were there. It says, for me, I don't even know how I was lucky. Eventually, I mean, him, he got a good job. But it says, I am just like 1% out of the many that are able to come here. And I said, why would people go through all this? That oppression, that pain. Now, people are not just, okay, at least some are not going through the material, and they're going by plane. But when they get there, they are, most of them are being forced to change their faith. Those who don't want to, be, to, 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 to become Muslim, some of them are killed. Some of them... And I'm like, God, what? The pain. Ladies are molested and going through. But every day, the airports are filled with others who are going. But our God sees this oppression. And God is about to deliver Africa. I said God is about to deliver us. Can I show you a scripture? God says that just like the Israelites cried because of their oppression... A time is going to come when God is going to hear the people of Africa 
because they have cried to him. Do you know it is in the, in the Bible? Someone is looking at me like, oh, pastor, are you sure? Isaiah chapter 19. Chapter 19. God says these words. And, and I want us to pray. May this be the time. May this be the time that God will see our oppression. Listen to this scripture. Isaiah 19, 19. In that day there shall be an altar to the Lord in the midst of the land of Egypt. Who knows that the land Egypt represents Africa. So in the middle of Africa, it says in that day, in the last days, there shall be an altar. Amen? Which is, we, I mean, we are here raising an altar. African nations, we're not being called the people who pray too much. That's why we're not getting developed. But they people forget that we are raising. And it was prophesied that in that day there shall be and a pillar to the Lord at its border. Let's go on. Verse 20. Yes, what does it say? I, it will be a sign and for a witness for the, to the Lord of hosts in the land of Egypt. For they will cry to the Lord because of the oppressors. And he will send them a savior and a mighty one. And he will deliver them. Hallelujah. God says in that day, I believe sometimes the oppression. Do you know, I, I realize that, you know, Egypt uh, enslaved God's people. For 430 years. And it was a long time. 430 years of pain. On the African continent. And I don't know. For Africa we've been slaves. I mean slavery has been going on for so many years. But it's almost about the same time. Because from the 1600s when the Arabs came. Tenant, and people are going to become, begin coming here. Because they will cry. But the key is what? Someone has to cry to God. I said someone has to. But God sees. We serve a God who sees. Say, I serve a God who sees. He sees. Number two. Let's go back to the book of Exodus. It says, I have seen. So everything you go through, remember, you have a God who? Number two, he says, I have heard their cry. Amen. He is a God who hears. Every cry. Every cry. Even, you know, their cries are not even spoken. They are silent cries. They are screams that you can't even utter. The pain is too deep and, and the oppression is too much and the waiting has been so long and, and there's just a cry within you. You have prayed the way you know how to pray. You have fasted. You have done everything you know how to do and there is just a cry, an ending cry. But God says, I hear those cries. Oh, hallelujah. He says, I have heard their cry because of taskmasters. Hey, they are taskmasters. I don't know. Those guys were terrible. 
they, 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 they were the moment. Let me show you a little bit about these guys. When Moses went there, let me just read, let's, let me show you the scripture. When he came, these guys were being told to make, you know, all these big pyramids and all that. It was built by those guys. They, they, they were made to do things. To make all those bricks. I want us to see, when, when they went to the king of Egypt, and, 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 and Moses is now asking, let's quickly fast forward just to verse, verse 9. Verse, let's, verse 8 of chapter 5. It says, but the, no, verse 6. There were people who were, had been assigned to make life hard for these guys. So the same day, Pharaoh commanded the taskmasters. Every demonic spirit that has been a taskmaster over your life. Every curse, every pattern, whatever it is that the devil had assigned to stop your progress, to stop your, your, your forward movement, whether it is sickness, it is time for that taskmaster to live in Jesus' name. Enough is enough. I mean, you can imagine. The Bible says, Pharaoh now tells the taskmasters, let's see verse 7, saying, you shall no longer these people to give people straw to make brick as before. Let them go and let's continue. Verse 8. And you shall lay on them the quarter of bricks they made before. You shall not for they are idle. Therefore they are crying out. Let us go and sacrifice. <laughs> and people see you going to church. And like, ah, this person is idle. Hmm? They are saying let's go sacrifice. Make life harder for them. They were taskmasters. Let more work be laid on the men. That they labor in it. Let them not regard false words. They don't even have time to pray and think about God. But the devil is a liar. A time has come for God to deliver us. God has heard our cry because of the taskmasters. If you believe it, I believe God is about to deliver you. It's hallelujah. So let's go back. So he's a God who hears. He's a God who sees. Psalm chapter 30. Three. Let's look at this scripture. Psalm 33. The Bible talks about the God who hears and the God who sees. Psalm 33. Um, let me quickly see this. It's verse 13. It says, For the Lord looks from heaven. He sees all Hallelujah. Verse 18. Behold, the eye of the Lord is upon them that fear him. Upon them that hope in his mercy. To deliver their soul from death and to keep them alive in famine. Hallelujah. God's eye is upon you. Oh. Only one person believes that. I said, God's eye is upon you. 
God's eye is upon you. He hears your cry. He hears. He sees your pain. He hears your cry. Number three, God tells them, God tells Moses, he says, and I know. So he's a God who, help me preach. He's a God who sees. He's a God who, he's also a God who knows. Amen. Yeah, please, we're back in Exodus. Let's, let's move a bit fast. Exodus chapter 3 says, I have seen the affliction. I have heard their cry, for I know their sorrows. Everything you go through, he knows. He knows. I know sometimes... We, 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 you know, it, it seems like nobody knows what you're going through. You know, it's easy to live in the same house with somebody and they don't know you. It's easy to, to even have a friend, but you can't even tell them exactly how you're feeling. And that's why we have ended up living a very superficial life. I mean, everybody you meet, they say, oh, how are you? Oh, I'm doing great. The Lord is good. I'm too blessed to be stressed. Oh, hallelujah. But you're lying. Because you, you don't want to open yourself. But God says, I know your sorrow. I know your pain. I have seen Amen. Says, I have seen those taskmasters. Every time you have, you have gone through oppression and pain, he was there. He was seeing that pain. Every time you've cried out to him, he heard your cry. He knows your sorrow. Oh, hallelujah. And then finally, he says, I don't stop at seeing. I don't stop at hearing. I don't stop at knowing. Verse says, so I have come down to deliver. Someone clap your hands to Jesus. He said, when I see, when I hear, when I know, I will come down. He is the God who shows up. He is the God who comes down. Says when you call upon me, I will hear you. I will show you great and such about things you do not know. I am going to deliver. You said, Moses, I put you in this place because people have been crying out to me. People have been going through so much pain. Do you know that God has raised you to be an answer to somebody's problem? I said, there are people who are out there. They are crying. But if you can fulfill your assignment, if you can fulfill your purpose, God is about to use you to become the answer. I believe even the answer for Africa might be seated right here because God has allowed us to go through whatever we have gone through. He's about to bless us. The resources that Africa needs, God is about to give them to you. 
Only one, only one person believes that. I said, if, 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 if God is going to do something in Africa, he's going to begin with us, his people. We are going to possess the land. We are going to deliver. God will help us to create jobs that these ladies don't have to go abroad and suffer. And there will be enough jobs. We will have jobs that won't have to have demonstrations tomorrow. Oh, glory to God. <laughs> May the Lord bless us again. I don't know who is. There's much pain. God has insulated some of us. We are happy. Sometimes we don't even realize that there is pain. But there's so much pain in this city. There's so much pain. I mean, you, you look at people demonstrating. They have a right to demonstrate. The only thing is they shouldn't be throwing the ugali when they need it. The unga. But, but the truth is, people are hungry. People are hungry. There are places where people just take, spend the day just on a cup of porridge. And that's all they have. But God says, I have come down. I have come down. The message is brought to you from Impact Church, located along Parker Road at Pulvi House, third floor, Westlands, Nairobi. Our vision is to be a church for those tired of business as usual. You can contact us on plus 254-710-640-240. For further details, visit our social media pages, Impact Church KE1. The kingdom of God is not a matter of words.